Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Excellent. Hello, peeps. I'm here with the notorious Jay Fassett, and we are here to talk about his escape from the marginal success trap, which also sounds somewhat notorious, but you will be (laughs) delighted to know that it actually is super helpful in business and being able to run your company and make more money than you ever have before. So welcome, Jay. Glad to have you here. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. we, We will have some fun. We will. We always do. I don't, I don't think we can escape. But whether or not anybody else catches on to that fun or not is another question. <laughs> That's okay. Any, any of my people know, if I'm just laughing at the front of the room, it's like, just give her five minutes, she'll be done in a second. <laughs> she'll be back. I, my entertainment is for me and me alone, and I'm okay with that. That so, works uh, completely. Yeah. So tell everybody, because I think that our audience, uh, well, our ideal audience might be a little bit different than yours in that... Mm-hmm. Most of ours are still in the kind of brick and mortar world of face to face and doing all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, uh, I know that uh, changes have been happening for you and you've kind of focused in on a different kind of audience, but tell us who you are, what you do and all that kind of fun stuff. Perfect. Well, uh, the 5,000 foot view is this, uh, is that most of my entrepreneurial career was spent doing personal development in our own physical space, very bricks and mortar. It was an old brick building, not so different than my background. And uh, we spent basically 26, 27 years in the process of uh, bringing people together for live events, deep personal transformation. And I deeply love that work. We've had about 40,000 people through our doors in different ways over the years. And then about 10 years ago, um, I got seduced by this idea that it's like, hey, I'm going to do digital marketing and I'm going to get online and we'll send some emails. I don't have to travel and work so hard and it's going to be awesome and amazing. And um, I decided that it, you know, looked around to see who was doing it and how they were doing it. It's like, that doesn't look so complex. In fact, it looks a hell of a lot easier than what I've been doing for a quarter century. Um, so then I took the leap into digital marketing and I failed miserably for about three and a half years. And uh, uh, you've heard the story more times than you'd probably want to hear it. But for those of you who haven't heard it, it's that I spent three and a half years bundling up my money, putting it in a wheelbarrow, taking it to the backyard and starting it on fire and calling that uh, learning how to do digital marketing. And I would strongly suggest that nobody learns how to do it that way. Um, let the dumbasses like me uh, pave the way and then help teach you what transpires after that. So that process ultimately led to uh, having a couple of pretty significant wins online with two brands, one called Mastermind to Millions, where uh, we train coaches, authors, experts, entrepreneurs to position, launch, and lead their own masterminds. That, uh, that brand went from not existing to doing 2.6 million bucks in 14 months. Um, and that, that sort of put us on the map in the whole digital marketing world. And then how we did that, people kept saying, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? Uh, actually gave birth to a whole different brand that, you know, probably four years ago, if you'd asked me if I'd be doing this, I'd have said over my dead body. Uh, but, it, but it landed on this brand called JVology, the perfect mix of people, fun and profit, which is about how to create structure and um, maintain joint venture partnerships to provide traffic for leads and recurring income and making the entrepreneurial journey, in theory, a thousand times easier. Nice. Well, uh, and yes, and most of my peeps know that... <laughs> 
I spent those same three years curled up under my desk going, when's it going to be over? When's it going to be over? <laughs> is it over? Is it, is it over yet? Because there are days where it's like, why am I burning my money in the wheelbarrow again? Why? <laughs> Oh, no, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Now I think I'm just on the staircase kind of curled up and waiting to ascend to the next level, but it's all good. <laughs> so I know that when you're talking about escaping the marginal success trap, uh, you're talking about being in business and what that means. So kind of give them an idea, peek behind the curtain, if you will, of what, what does that mean to you? Well, so, we, so I have uh, in this process... Um, really spent 10 years exclusively serving entrepreneurs. Um, but in the 25 years prior, a multitude of those folks were also entrepreneurs. And <clears throat> I began to notice a pattern, not just with them, but for us as well, when we would uh, tackle a new uh, business or a new structure or a new process, what I would notice is that um, people would get their businesses to the spot where they were working. And what I mean by that is they had real clients, they had real income, they had receivables, they had all those sorts of things. And, uh, and it was like, Yahoo, you know, I've, I've sort of made it. And, and in many cases it was like almost to like the spot of almost replacing the income from the other job, except now I have some freedom and all the rest of it. And they would, they would get to this spot where it worked too well to leave it, but it actually didn't work well enough that they were experiencing the freedom that they had hoped they would create in starting their own business. They're working longer hours. Uh, by the time the dust settles, they're taking home actually less money because there's this whole thing called business expenses that are a little bit different than salaried income and then life expenses. And the, the truth of the matter is that they never got to the spot where the business could sustain them without them actually driving the bus and continuing to do those, those pieces. Now, by the way, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what I am saying is this, is that if you started your business to experience freedom and you're not going on the holidays you want, you're not sending the kids to the schools that you want, you're not driving the cars that you want, you're not uh, having the, the experiences of day-to-day -day, uh, joy that you want, then you're probably stuck in what we would call the marginal success trap, which is it's working okay, but I actually don't have the systems, the strategy, the support of the community to actually to make it work great where the business serves me instead of me supporting the business. That, that's the nutshell version of it. Nice. And what I've noticed with a lot of entrepreneurs is they get into a mindset of this is the way it has to be done because this is the way everybody in my industry has always built their own businesses. And until I get to the point where I can afford to do X, Y, and Z, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. And therefore, I'm going to stay exactly the way I am for you know, X, Y, and Z amount of years to be able to. Until <laughs> I wrap my head around the fact that that was a really dumb idea and I probably should have listened to somebody else earlier. So... I know that a lot of my clients get into this headspace of, okay, my next step is I need a salesperson. And when I can afford to pay $100,000 for a salesperson to come in and hope to God that they actually know how to sell my thing, that it'll all work out. What do you have to say to that? <laughs> <laughs> so how, I was long, how long have we got? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure all your questions are a trap. I just haven't figured out how yet. <laughs> um, so no, I'm <laughs> on a serious note, um, it's, it's just a classical double bind, 
right? Which is, I need this to grow, but I can't get this to grow because I don't have the 100,000 bucks, right? So, so to me, it's just one more classic double bind that entrepreneurs and human beings put themselves in, painting themselves in the corner of I can't go left because I'll wreck the paint and I can't go right because I'll wreck the paint. So I must stay here. So here's the, here's the thing. The questions that we must learn to ask to escape the marginal success trap are the how and the what about. You know, so how could I create a part-time salesperson that, uh, that number one, I'm not on the hook for, uh, for all of the salary. So how could we create a win-win that that could actually occur and we could begin to move forward. And when, when we get to the marginal success trap, um, it's always at this spot of my resources are tapped and taxed. I don't have enough time to do X, Y, and Z. I don't have enough money to do X, Y, and Z. I don't have enough team to do X, Y, and Z. I don't have enough, you insert the blanks. And you know that you are stuck in that spot by the way in which you handle opportunities. And if the opportunities are always met by unmet, uh, not enough resources, that is like flashing neon sign from God, heaven, universe, aardvark in the sky that says, hey, uh, we, we have a problem here and you must shift how you approach it and understand what is necessary. Now, can I go a little bit more mechanical? Of course. Okay, so th there's a, uh, number one, we're gonna give you a complimentary course for you to map your way through this, but there's a, an intersection of, of points where the contributions that the company makes to us or the business makes to us exceeds the contributions that we are making to the company or the organization. And what we, that, that usually can be measured in dollars and cents. I'm just gonna make this up for, for the purposes. So let's imagine that that freedom point uh, represents, uh, for lots of entrepreneurs, this is a decent goal, $10,000 a month. So if that freedom point is $10,000 a month in terms of income and sales, you've got to figure out also where are you currently at exactly. And, and I'm going to arbitrarily say for most, if 10 was free, they're probably at 7,000 to 7,500. So real business it's actually working almost at six figures, which lots of people deem as a, as a significant goal, but it's not at the spot that it actually generates freedom. So what we're after here is to number one, identify what that gap is and truly see what the gap is. And then start asking these different questions of, not, oh, damn it, I can grow when I get a salesperson. But it's like, so what are the ways in which we could simply get from 75 to 10? It's not reinventing the wheel, but it is reinventing how we approach the business. And it is actually recommitting and reinventing the purpose of the business so that it serves us versus us serving it. And I, I know that, you know, I mean, you've written books on this. You, 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 you could probably speak about a hell of a lot longer than I could. But, but in that very simple transition, um, what I'm going to call the silly double bind excuses sort of fall away. It's like, wait a second. We're not talking about, we don't have to reinvent the world. We don't have to stop the business. We have to figure out how to get another $2,500 a month in consistent, real, uh, consistent recurring sales in a system that works that then provides me the space to say, okay, and I could sell more myself instead of the salesperson, or I could get the salesperson uh, on a different terms and conditions. That was a long answer, but, but did you, you, you tracking? I'm tracking what you're laying down. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> so uh, the other thing that I've noticed is a lot of people will they'll look at this, they'll be listening to this, they'll go, oh yeah, this is great, this is awesome. Uh, I'm going to go and download that, the book, the manual, the course, whatever it is that you're giving. And oh, no, you're going to talk about that? No, I, I really don't want to listen to that. Thanks, anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what that is. I mean, they're going to come up with something. It doesn't matter if you're talking tactics. It doesn't matter if you're talking strategy. It doesn't matter if you're talking mindset. All of a sudden it's like, oh, no, no, that's not really what I want to listen to right I'm now. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so, <laughs> so I think the, the key piece, and, and I want to be very clear about this. When, I, when I'm talking about the, the marginal success trap is that I noticed that in working with a bunch of people. I noticed that with me. Okay. Like as we start a new project, as we do all those sort of things. So, so this is not something that is um, random or um, unusual. This is sort of the nature of the beast for most uh, SMEs. So small, medium sized enterprises, like we're, we were always in that juggling trick spot. So going back to actually doing the thing that would make the most difference. <laughs> um, so, and I'm, and I'm giggling. And again, you know, you and I've known each other long enough that I know that you know that I know that you know that this is true about me. <laughs> you can't get away with anything here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so the, the irony to this is in the big picture of resistance to anything, and that could be uh, personal health, that could be relationships, that could be business, that could be support, that could be education, that, like in any of the times where our re- resistance triggers. Um, we genuinely, genuinely have to spend a little time checking into seeing what that resistance is based upon. And could this one piece actually make the difference that I say that I want? And the other side of it is, am I also, frankly, full of shit about what I want? Because the, the truth of the matter is that if we go back to this marginal success trap, the truth of the matter is that most entrepreneurs actually don't truly want the freedom that they say they want. What they want is importance. What they want is significance. What they want is busy. What they want is the act of creation. What they want is a whole variety of things. Freedom isn't actually what most want. So, so we've got to figure out what that, that piece is. And it was like, no, I'm actually uh, reinforcing my beliefs and working really hard and feeling pretty good about that because that's how I think it's supposed to go. Or it's like, wait a second, I could actually have an experience of support and service from my company and organization as opposed to me serving it. And, and there's a, a important truth telling part there. And to me, that conversation should always be triggered by there's an opportunity that I want to dismiss. That would be resistance. So what, what is underneath it? Nice. And for those of you who know me, anytime you feel that resistance, you know that that is the exact thing you need to do. So break through it. Just go do the thing. So tell me a bit about uh, what it is that you're going to be offering and what the next step is for everybody. Because we're at that point already. That, that goes fast. Um, so short version <laughs> is this, is that, um, so my brand, JVology, the perfect mix of people, fun and profit, we help people to reorganize their businesses so that they have a steady stream of leads at the front end and a steady stream of recurring income at the back end, and they don't have to work so damn hard. So if we go back to my metaphor, that I have a business system that's operating and it's making $7,500 a month of the $10,000 that would actually get me to the crossover point and the, the freedom point. So <clears throat> Many times what people are, are doing is like, great, I have to reinvent a new product or service. Uh, we have to add a new event. We have to, there's, there's always this more to do process, usually when it's like, well, this is it. But remember what I said, if you're stuck in the marginal success trap, usually that more to do is incredibly difficult because we're already doing pretty much everything we know how to do and what we're, you know, all of those pieces. So one of the most powerful ways to break through that entire process is simply to have more people sell what you already have and to have them sell it on a performance basis, not on a prepaid basis. Cause here's the honest goodness truth. I could get you 10 JV partners that could outperform $10,000 salespeople. 
So the idea is this, figure where you're at in the marginal success trap, figure out what that gap is, and then let us help you restructure your business model so that you've got joint venture partners that send you enough traffic to solve that $2,500 without you working harder, without you reinventing your products, without you having to do a new website, without you having to do any of those sorts of things. Just keep doing what you do reasonably well, but let's get the front end sales working in such a manner that it solves that. And by the way, then if you're going to become a great JV partner, you also have recurring passive income that will again help solve that. So, I would love for everyone here to number one, download that marginal success trap. It's a little mini course. Um, there's, I think there's five little videos that are, you know, anywhere from three to seven minutes long, work through it, answer the question, see where you're at with it, figure out what that number is for you. Um, and then come check out the JVology community. Cause we would be able to help close that gap without you having to reinvent the whole freaking wheel. Nice. So I keep telling people a joint venture partner is somebody that works at a hundred percent commission, but they're an entrepreneur, which takes up their level of crazy, which we'll get back into in a second, uh, which makes them even better than salespeople. Uh, and, uh, so for those of uh, our people who are thinking that a joint venture partner is like in the traditional sense, in the legal sense of a, a business joint venture, let's just kind of put that aside. That's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about when we're talking about joint ventures with you? Okay. Good. Uh, great question. So I use joint ventures as an umbrella placeholder for a variety of things, but it really boils down to is whenever two or more organizations or people come together to share their network, wisdom, resources, and experiences to make an offering to one or both of their tribes and communities. And generally speaking from, you know, there's sort of three categories. One is affiliate marketing, sign up, get an affiliate link, send it out, see what happens joint ventures usually are tied to a particular project. So that might be like a book launch. There's a beginning, a middle and end. You know, the beginning is, Hey, my friend wrote a book. It's pretty awesome. If you want to get a free copy on Thursday, you're going to be able to do it. Then on Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, there's a best-selling campaign that happens. Then at the end of it, depending upon what agreements were made for splits and remuneration, those sorts of things, people uh, get their rewards for participating and playing. And if they like it, they'll do it again. If they didn't like it, they'll wash their hands and, and carry on. So it's, a project related uh, scenario, generally speaking. And then we call strategic partnerships where we embed content in one another's programs. Like you and I actually did that years ago in our personal development uh, companies. So it's like, hey, if you wanna learn about hypnosis and those sorts of things, you're gonna go see Michelle. Um, so, so we can have this, these strategic partnerships that every single time somebody comes through my doors, I'm already thinking about it. It's like, oh, they should absolutely go and talk to Michelle. So that, that's how that goes. <clears throat> so I use one umbrella for all of those pieces. We are not talking about um, the legal definition of joint ventures. We're talking about ways in which businesses can collaborate on a win-win-win basis, a win for the client, a win for the partner, and a win for us. Um, that can be transitory, send a link, uh, a little longer term with a project or actually strategic partnerships where we embed one another's materials, contents, uh, referrals into our actual business systems, all of which I would call JVs. Nice. So peeps, if you're not familiar with the digital world or working in collaboration with your so-called competitors, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you take us up on our offer. Go to jvology.com slash marginal dash success dash trap, or I'll put a link on the bottom with our actual affiliate code. You can bypass that and just go straight to jam. Totally cool with it. Um, but figure it out because you will discover a whole new world of how easy and fun business can be. And when he says it is the perfect mix, it is totally the perfect mix. We follow him around everywhere he goes just because he has an awesome tribe of followers, excellent business, 
as you know, we have made hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars on our joint ventures with uh, in Jay's community. So absolutely go start there. You'd be silly not to really. So my last question for you, Jay, is at what point did you know that you were too crazy to be an employee in the entrepreneurial world was like the only way to go? Um, I think I discovered I was unemployable when I was about seven picking bottles in the ditch in Saskatchewan to buy my first motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) That is a lot of bottles. And bottles weren't worth that much back then, but motorbikes were. Yes, they were. Um, And uh, we picked a lot of bottles. And the good news is, is most people in Saskatchewan had a drinking problem. So there was a lot of bottles to pick. (laughs) See, there's a symbiotic relationship right there. (laughs) now, on a serious note, I really only worked, um, so I worked in restaurants to pay my way through school. I worked for my dad putting together farm equipment. Um, and then I worked um, for personal best seminars before I bought it, but that was only like for about a year and a bit. But it was pretty clear to me, like right from the beginning of time that um, employment was not for me. <laughs> 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 Which sounds kind of silly because I actually love to work. Like I love, love, love to work. Um, so I would say when I knew, like absolutely, it's not going to be any other way. I would say it was shortly after my facilitator training and I was actually working for personal best seminars and, and they, they had a little bit of a cluster, you know what, that uh, at, by the time the dust settled, I ended up owning the rights and the assets to that organization. And um and I don't think that it was framed so much at the time from the perspective of, um, I can't work for somebody. I've got, I've got to do my own thing. At that point in time, it was more like, I, th- I believe I had found my mission on planet earth and that if somebody didn't step up and clean up this mess, then my opportunity to live my mission would be gone. Um, now, so those two things, you know, I would say happened in parallel because it was also, you know, pretty clear in pretty short order that, um, I wanted to run my show and that if I didn't run my show, I would likely not be very happy. Um, so I think those two things combined. So that'd be like the ripe old age of like 23. It was like, there's, there's no going back. And, uh, and I bought, uh, the rights and the assets from, uh, the personal best training society of Alberta in May of 1991. So that is how you know, we're, we're pushing 30 years of from that, that process. And I worked for them about a year and a half before that. Wow. Awesome. So peeps, if you're a special kind of crazy like we are, get your butt out there, go and do the marginal success trap and uh, let's just go make lots and lots of money and make it easier than it's ever been before. Awesome. Thank you again, Jay. You've been awesome as always. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate you having me on and having a chuckle. Excellent. Have fun, guys. And be sure to like the show and give us high ratings. We like those. I like fives. Thanks. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.